Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Shoot Your Shot podcast. As we have been doing for the past couple of weeks, we are previewing the NBA season division by division. This week is the Pacific Division, and our guest is one of the funniest guys I know on Twitter. He's part of the Lakers Outsiders. I know you laugh there, honey. <laughs> and he also writes for Death Pen Hoops. Ani, how you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thank you for that incredible introduction. Yeah, I'm gonna, you like it, right? I, I need to have a word with every other person who's ever had me on the podcast because <laughs> they've never called me the funniest person on Twitter. Hey, no, no. I just, I, I feel like you're a food fanatic like I am. I love my food. And every time yep. you get your food tweets off, I, I relate. So that's that's it for me. All right. That, that's, I, I want to be a man of the people. So I'm, I'm happy it. to hear that. Um, well, I mean, just in general, I kind of give it to my guests to say where you want to start off. Do you want to start in my opinion, at the bottom of the Pacific Division, or do you want to start at the top? Let's go from from the bottom. Let's okay. finish on a high note. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Um, well, with the with the bottom, I think there's really no debate here uh, no, between not. me and Bradshaw, and, and probably you as well. The Phoenix Suns are sitting well below, well <laughs> below any other team in the Pacific Division. Um, they added Ricky Rubio, which is a FIBA World Cup champion now. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good for they, him. They have Aaron Baines. They traded for him. That was that was fun. They drafted some interesting rookies, Ty Jerome, Cameron Johnson. Um, Dario Saric. Dario Saric, yeah, they traded for him as well. There, there's a lot of, I guess, changes, but it, it, it's clear that these guys are going to be at the bottom of the barrel again when it comes to the Western Conference. And it really just, this team is going to go as far as Devin Booker and eventually this year DeAndre Ayton takes them. But... At what point do you say, you know, this situation with Booker isn't working? He's going into his fourth or fifth year in the league, I believe. And it just doesn't seem to have made that turning point that a lot of other superstars have made. So do you think this is kind of a make or break year for the Suns and Booker? Um, Booker is a really tough nut to crack for me because when I watch him, I'm like, yes, this is a very talented person. Um, he's, he doesn't really have any weaknesses offensively. He gets to the line. He shoots it pretty well. He can handle the ball. He turned into a pretty good playmaker as well this year. Um, but again, it's, it's not really showing in the win column. And in my opinion, that's not really his fault. Um, yes, he can be better and yes, he needs to take, uh, more leaps forward if they're going to be any good, but the Suns have just been a mess for the past decade. Um, and they haven't been able to have any, you know, stable success since Steve Nash left, basically, um, outside of a couple of decent years. So I, I can't really pin anything on Booker or have any strong takes about him until I see the Suns have any semblance of stability, have any sort of a team built around them. Um, I think this year that, like you mentioned, Rubio, I think is a really good addition for Booker. Um, one, he's a dude that's going to defend uh, in the backcourt, so that's going to help him. And he's a guy that can handle the ball and take some of the pressure off Booker, even if he can't really shoot the ball, so he's not going to get defended as closely as somebody else would. Yeah. Um, but I think seeing Booker now maybe take a take a step back and be a, a more of an off-ball guy 
which I think is where he would excel at most. Again, he's he he's really turned the corner as a playmaker, but I think if, I, if I'm the Suns, I want Booker to be focused on scoring and his passing to be a secondary thing to get out of double teams, which apparently he doesn't like seeing in the offseason. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, as for it being a make-or-break year, I don't, I don't know if you can call it a make-or-break year because it's been this way for five, <laughs> six years now. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, if I'm a Suns fan, I want to see Booker take a, take a leap and I want to see some of these other young guys kind of show up and, and take some of the pressure off them to see if, do we actually have anything with these guys and is it a, a core that we can build around or is it, you know, nothing's going to happen out of this again. I, I just feel that like at some point you have to get worried, right? Like if you're a Suns fan, you have to wonder if this situation, um, with, with Booker is just the right deal. And I know they've kind of been the laughing stock of the West, kind of like the Knicks are the laughing stock of the East. We were talking about that off air a little bit, which franchise is worse run. And, you know, we were, we were debating if it's the Knicks or Suns. I don't necessarily know, but in a sense, Bradshaw, let me, let me ask you this. Do you think that Booker can be that guy on a playoff type team or, or a contending team? Like a number one option kind of guy? Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely not. Okay. Why? Why do you think? Yeah. I just I I think he meant I think he meant he said it pretty well like he's a very gifted offensive player, but I don't think that like I just don't think he's a complete enough he's a complete enough player to like to build your team around for him to be the number one guy. I think that's what DeAndre they hope DeAndre Ayton can be. Now then you have questions about if you can have a big man being your superstar and leading you to a championship in today's NBA. But I think Ayton can develop into that kind of player. But I don't think I don't see Devin Booker personally as someone who can do that. But we again like like you said is. We haven't seen. We've never been able to see that because the Suns have been so bad. Yeah, I'm not a huge Devin Booker fan. Like I don't. I wouldn't put him up in like the top of the league, like like one of the top scorers or anything. He's a very gifted offensive player, but it just comes down to is it was are his buckets just empty buckets playing for a bad team? But that's all we've ever seen from him is he's always ever just played for a bad team. So he could just be getting a bad Mm -hmm. rap because he played for a terrible team his whole career. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And and we kind of this is a problem we have with evaluating young players in general. But with somebody like Booker, who um, can obviously get buckets, which makes him, you know, a, a sort of guy that gets a lot of support because he's just fun to watch because of that. Um, but on the other hand, he doesn't play a lick of defense, and he gets a lot of people who hate him for that reason. So it's it makes it very difficult to to really have a, an idea of how good of a player he really is. I think he he is a legitimate all-star potential guy if he ever played for a good team right um whether he's the number one on a on a title contender that's a little more iffy for me i think it's possible um but yeah uh, like you said I, I, it, without really seeing it or seeing like even half of it um it's really hard to tell if, if he can be that or not what do you guys think about the whole double t thing like just just in general <laughs> like because if you're working on your craft in the summer, at least in my opinion, I feel like you'd want to be tested and, and he's going to be receiving double teams yeah. all the time. He's the main scorer on that team. Wouldn't you want to be put in situations like that? Like, is, isn't that the whole point of working out in the summer? Not just kind of getting free shots up? I, I see both sides of it. Like, I see where he was saying, like, I want to work on all my moves and everything. And I want to, you know, kind of get better at, at these certain areas. But I also see the area like you're going to be seeing double teams. You're playing for the Phoenix Suns. You're their best scorer. You're going to be seeing double teams all year. You might as well work on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wouldn't have even minded if you just said, hey, don't throw a double team at me because it's 
uh, whatever it was, like June or July, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're playing pickup, who gives a crap? But like when you say you're working on your game or you're trying to work on your game, that is going to be yeah. your game. Like th- you're the one player on your yeah. team that teams focus on. You should be pretty comfortable facing double teams. So, I mean, the the other factor of the Suns is who else is going to show up for this team? We know Aiton, we know Booker are going to be the two main guys on this team. They lost TJ Warren, who was, I guess, a semi-decent scorer for them, uh, a scoring option. They added Rubio, um, but they also drafted a couple rookies that are are interesting, to say the least, uh, Ty Jerome and Cam Johnson. Do you guys expect any type of leap from them? Do you guys expect surprises from them? What do you guys want to see from those two this season? Well, I think the Suns made a very interesting decision in drafting a couple of older guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, personally, I don't think that's what I would want if I were a Suns fan. I would want the high upside guys. But having said that, there should be a couple of dudes who can contribute probably right away. Um, Cam Johnson should be a good a good shooter who can spread the floor for Booker or Rubio. Ty Jerome is uh, a pretty interesting fit as like a big point guard. Um which is, uh, I, I kind of, I like that fit if he turns out to be any good. And by the way, I should mention, I am by far the worst person to have talking about rookies and draft <laughs> prospects and all of that. I do not watch, I've watched my team play college basketball and that's it. Um, Who's your team? Uh, the Nevada Wolfpack. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. We had a couple of good years and we're going to be crap again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Um Ty Jerome is an interesting guy for me uh, just because of the archetype because um, we spent a lot of this offseason talking about whether Lonzo Ball would go to the Phoenix Suns as yeah. part of the Anthony Davis trade. Mm-hmm. And Jerome's kind of that big point guard, kind of like he picks his spots, isn't, isn't going to be very quick or uh, show his speed that, that often. Um, so if he turns out to be any good, I think he's a really interesting fit next to Booker, who is a little bit undersized as a shooting guard, so it would be kind of a good match. Um, but again, I don't really know what to expect from them other than I would hope that they have decent contributions this season. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of agree that I didn't understand why they took two older players. They, it yeah. seems like they kind of need guys to just develop. They know they're not going to be good right away. They, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I hope they know that because <laughs> they, these, like I, I did, uh, Cam Johnson was just also way too high, even as just an older player. I thought that was just way yeah, too they high for him. him. Yeah. 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 He's a great shooter and all, but I just that's a, one not what you need. You don't need. I don't think they needed a shooter, and two they just didn't need an older player. I'm kind of intrigued by what they're going to get out of Kelly Oubre this season. He's okay. kind of he gets to he gets to start this year probably, and and he was decent at the tail end of that. Yeah, season. he's yeah, just. Yeah. He's, but I, I I also just have a concern that he maybe is just too much like Devin Booker and that he's just all all offense mm-hmm. and he's not going to play too much defense, especially if the team isn't very good. Yeah, that's true. I mean, effort is a big question with the Suns in general yeah. because like how much like. There's been so many games, not even so many games, so many seasons where it's just been a losing culture. Mm-hmm. It it's hard for one of those players to say, okay, let's change this and let's let's become a winning team or let's let, let's try to install a, a winning attitude or something like that. But I don't think that's really possible for the Suns. And that's kind of like they know they brought in Rubio and Baines in this off in the off season. They have Kaminsky as well, but they don't really have any like great veterans that have kind of won in other places. I know that's kind of like. A, a weird thing that's not really like a tangible thing or like it might just be a make-believe thing but you do need to have veterans especially on a young team like this yeah i think rubio yeah. is their is their veteran yeah yeah rubio or baines that's about it yeah. and baines has like got a couple decent playoff runs with the celtics rubio's never gone too far in the playoffs right 
So it's just kind of like it's hard for them to build a culture like that when you just have young players that just keep getting thrown back into the like into the cycle of just playing for a bad team. And it's uh, also concerning to me that they have a bunch of they they already have young players who are pretty much offense only, yeah. and they don't really have any good defenders yeah. outside of them either. They didn't get any other than Rubio. I don't, yeah. Like I don't know who their second best defender is outside of Rubio. And it might be Baines. Really. I'm a big I'm a big Javon Baines. Carter guy because I love West Virginia, but he's not going to be playing too many big yeah. minutes for for the <laughs> Phoenix Suns this year. Yeah, and I think I think Aiton probably has a little bit too much of a bad rep defensively. I yeah. don't think he's as awful as everybody says, but he's not great either. So. You know, like you said, not having those veterans who, even if they're not playing a whole lot, at least kind of helping these guys get better uh, in practice and, and being kind of a coach that they can relate to even more. You know, what would um, help? that's Vince that's Carter. kind of concerning <laughs> to me. Yeah, Vince would be the perfect guy for this team. My God, I just don't think he would ever want to touch Phoenix. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think he at least wants a team that like kind of can be competitive, like at least a little competitive. What's yeah. uh, what's our predictions for who's worse in the West? Oh, this like them Memphis, or Memphis, Memphis or Phoenix? This yeah. isn't even close for me. Really? It's Phoenix, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I think I go with Phoenix too, just because I think Jaw will probably have that rookie of the year explosion. But yeah. we'll, we'll see. How about you? Hunter? Yeah, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I, I think the Suns outside of Booker, I, I don't really trust anybody on that team. The Grizzlies, they're not amazing, but um, I, I think they have a little bit more good fitting talent like yeah. Ja and 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 jaron jackson i think fit really well next to each other and they got some older veteran guys like valentunas who's who's gonna be solid and who knows if iguodala sticks around but if he does that's a pretty big um addition to that team as well so i think i think they're gonna just gel a little bit better and, and be a better team overall yeah and my guy bruno caboclo, my <laughs> bruno caboclo. Um, let, let's move on from the Suns to a team that at least has uh, a lot, actually, no, way more potential than the Suns do. Um, they used to be at the bottom of the West, but now they used to be the Suns. They, yeah, they used to be the Suns. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, actually, probably even more dysfunctional than yeah. the Suns as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but, but this Sacramento Kings team, a lot of people are excited about them, not just because of the development of Fox and Buddy Heald and Bagley, but because they added a lot of key pieces as well. You know, they added Trevor Ariza. Dwayne Dedman is a guy that they liked, um, and, and Corey Joseph as well. It seems like this is turning out to at least be a solid rotation for them. Like, they didn't have a very, very solid rotation last season, but this season it seems like they have guys that they can actually rely on. They've become the underdog story, the media darling, if you want to. Um, but what makes this team so much fun to watch? For me, it's Fox, just because of how entertaining of a player he is and what you can... What, what kind of potential you can see out of him, but what is fun for you guys to watch from these games? I guess I'll start. Um, I think for me, or at least last year, uh, who knows if it's if it, it'll continue, but last year what happened was that they had three young players who were arguably their three best players, and Fox, Buddy Heald, and, and Bogdanovich kind of hit their stride all at the same time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like All of them had, had big leaps uh, to turn into really good NBA players. Um, and again, they're all young. They're all fast. They they play at one of the quickest paces in the league, if not the quickest, um, led by Fox mostly. Um, and so I think that's what makes them so exciting is that there's so much potential um, and that they're already pretty good. But you can see that there's a higher ceiling they can get to, especially with uh, De'Aaron Fox, who 
after a pretty god-awful rookie year, turned into a legitimately great NBA player last year, and, and now looks like his, his ceiling is through the roof. Um, so, uh, you know, to me, yeah, I, yeah, De'Aaron Fox is exciting on his own, but I think the fact that they had multiple young players kind of hitting the stride together is what really made them click and, and be so good and be so exciting at the same time. Yeah, I I, I had to echo both of you. I, I loved, I think S knows how much I love De'Aaron Fox. Yeah. He's probably my favorite player in the NBA. And, but that whole team was just so fun last year, how fast they played and just how young they were, but also had a nice mix of veterans. And they were just super competitive and nobody expected it from them that last year. So I think mm-hmm. I think that was just what made them so fun was just nobody expected them to be as good as they were. And they were super competitive and almost made the playoffs. But I think one of the big things for me was the like some of their big like we touched on Fox, Heald, and uh Bogdanovich. But I really liked uh, Marvin Bagley last year, at least at the second half of last year. He was really good yeah, and really yeah. fun. And then Harry Giles. Harry Giles has been Kind of like, kind of slept on a little bit. He was kind of he had the he took the first year off with the injury, and then last year he showed a lot of potential. And I think he could be. I think he end up start ends up starting for them near the end of the year. I like the fit of him and Marvin Bagley together. But this this whole team is they're fun of just young athletic guys that are that are just really fun to watch. Basically, so now people are expecting it. Uh, they're they're expecting at least some sort of jump between these players. There's Fox, Bagley, Bogdanovich. You guys mentioned. Uh, obviously, Harry got, Harry Giles is in there as well. It, it, it seems like now that people are expecting it, there may be a lot more attention on them defensively. Yeah. Even with the with that attention coming, who who out of these, let's say four or five players, do you think is going to make the biggest leap? My opinion, I'm going to have to go with Fox, hands down. I think he's going to be like an all star, uh, even in a West Coast that's just tough to become an all star in. I think he might slip in there. That's a tough question. Yeah, but, I, I mean, I, I I think Fox is a safe bet. Uh, I, like Buddy is really good. I don't know how much better he can get. He's yeah. just a really great shooter, and you know he's he's improved in other areas. But I don't know what else he's gonna do. Uh, Bogdanovich also is, is. He just seems like the ceiling with those guys isn't as high as De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox yeah. could legitimately be a superstar if he continues on this path. Yeah. And uh, I think it's unlikely that he has as big of a leap as he had between his rookie and second year, because um, that was just nuts. He like improved that, he pretty much doubled up all his stats. Um, so I, I wouldn't be expecting that. But you know, his team is good enough that he won't feel the pressure of you know having other teams completely focused on him. Um, but he's going to have to take a pretty pretty big leap if they're going to sneak into the playoffs or if he's going to sneak into the All Star game, like you said. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily expect that, that huge of a leap, but I think if he could, can just kind of sustain the growth that he had last year and, and build on it a little bit, um, that's, that on its own is a pretty good sign. I'll go Bagley just to be a little different. And also, cause I think that also might be outside of Fox, you're probably your safest bet for who takes the biggest jump. I think he, as you, as you, as I mentioned, he took that he took a step at the set in the second half of the season, and I think he just takes that into this season. I think he he they definitely need him to become a really good player if they if they are expecting to sneak into the playoffs and hopefully eventually become a title contender one day. They definitely need him to become like a star for them outside of Darren Fox, and he probably has the best chance because as you mentioned, Heald and Bogdanovich kind of reach their ceiling as being a little older than Fox and Bagley. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh... On top of that, on top of the young guys that everybody's excited for, they've added these veterans, like I mentioned earlier. Um, 
this seems like the signs of this team trying to get into that last playoff spot, maybe a seven seed. I mean, I don't know just because of how crazy the West is, but where do you think this Kings team can potentially end up at the end of the season? Playoffs, honey? Um, I doubt it. And I, I, I'm a Lakers fan, so I should be like, <laughs> I should, I should care about this rivalry with the Kings. I don't really, I, I really enjoy their team and I would want them to make it to the playoffs. Their fans deserve it after everything that's gone on for the oh, past yeah. 15 years. Yeah. Um, but I, I just see it really hard to believe that they can be better than, than, or be in the top eight of the West, which seems even compared to years past to be crazy competitive. Yeah. Um, I see them as being a team that's going to stick around late into the year and be in the playoff hunt, but I don't, I don't think they'll finish higher than nine or 10 or so. Yeah. I, I, I think they could sneak in in like an absolutely ideal world where Fox takes a jump, Bagley takes a jump and they get really good and they get a really good uh, development from Harry Giles. But I think I, I think that's safe to say they're about a nine ten seed. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I, I really li- I really would like to see this team in the playoffs. I think they're they'd be a ton of fun. They'd give whoever's not the number one seed a, at least a little bit of a run for a couple games. Maybe not win them, but they'd at least put up a fight for a yeah. whole game. They so would I, legit. They would make those teams run. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Literally. Uh, I th- so I think there's seven teams that not are a lock, but barring any significant they're injuries, pretty safe bets. they're pretty much safe bets for the playoffs. And then. There's about five or six teams that are fighting for that final spot in the eighth. And Sacramento is obviously in there. But I think yeah. that if you look at those five teams, you probably put them at the bottom of those five just because, you know, there's like the New Orleans that people are really excited about. There's Dallas that have Luka and, and KP. San Antonio, if you want to bunch into that category as well. Um, and, and it seems like those teams at least have more um, more established players, more more kind of just potential to make it to the playoffs. And I think their teams are just a little bit more well-rounded. Um, so I, I agree with you guys. I don't think they'll, I think they'll be left out, unfortunately, but it just goes to show you how crazy the West is, mm-hmm. right? This is, this is a team yeah. that would be amazing in the East coast if they were, but Hey, right. Um, yeah. Let's move o- move on to the runner up in the 2019 NBA finals. Golden State Warriors. That says that with a big smile oh, on his face. A, a massive smile on my face. <laughs> I, I, I sensed a little bit of an emphasis on runner-up, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if there's something wrong with my headphones. The uh, the, the dynasty shattering. No, oh I'm, my I'm just goodness. kidding. I'm playing. I'm, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, in, in all in all honesty, the the Warriors are a very very different team yeah. than they were last season. Uh, obviously, losing Kevin Durant, and they get D'Angelo Russell. Those are the two main uh, players that have kind of swapped places. Uh, but they've added a couple different pieces as well. Alec Burks, um, Willie Cauley-Stein, which was in a boot today in Media Day, if you guys noticed that. Um, Marquise Chris, and then Omari Spellman, who supposedly lost like 50 pounds. I, I saw that today too. Uh, Listen, Sure. Yeah, sure, right? <laughs> um, like The thing with this, a lot of people are just going straight to the whole fit between D'Lo and Curry, right? And, and they're trying to make comparisons and, and see – how it would work between those two, especially with Clay out pretty much the entire year. We'll see if they'll get him for come playoff time. Um, do you think we're blowing this out of proportion, the whole fit thing, or is there legitimate concern for Curry and D'Lo and how that's going to work? Hani, you can go first if you like. I, I think there's legitimate concern, um, especially defensively. And listen, I oh, yeah. I love D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, he is like the fav- my favorite of the young Lakers that have been drafted over these past few years. Um, 
and I, you know, I, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not sad that he's not, not on the Lakers <laughs> anymore. Um, but he, to this point, has not been even close to being a good defender in the NBA. Um, Steph Curry is a good team defender, but isn't ever going to blow you out of the water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the issue isn't necessarily just that those two are going to share a backcourt, is that the, the rest of their defensive players aren't going to be there. Clay Thompson's going to miss maybe the whole year, or at least most of it. Kevin Durant, who you know picked and uh, picked and chose his spots to play defense, but was legitimately a good defender when he tried, isn't going to be there. Andre Iguodala isn't going to be there. Yeah. Um. So I think that's going to be a huge issue for them. Is that is that they have two average or below average defenders in the backcourt and not a whole lot of defenders kind of uh, helping ease the load on them. Offensively, I think they'll be okay. Uh, I think there'll be some issues here and there, but Steph is one of the rare superstars who is really good at kind of incorporating other people into his team, um, other all-star level guys. Uh, And we saw that with Kevin Durant. They didn't really miss a beat, even though that's two dudes who should be taking 20 shots a game, basically. Right. Um, So I don't really uh, see that as an issue. Uh, Offensively, I I think they'll figure it out um and again d'angelo is a guy who he had a really great year last year but there should be some concerns about him even offensively in that Mm -hmm. he doesn't get to the rim at all he takes a lot of mid-range jumpers um so those are things that he needs to improve on um he's definitely really talented and and their passing is going to be great between the two of them um they're going to be able to to create a lot of offense um i i'm just mostly concerned about their the defense the defensive fit with those two in the backcourt together yeah i I think i'd I'd share the same sentiment i I think might be jumping ahead a little bit but for me the biggest concern for this team is there's no depth here yeah like i'm looking at the raw there's no depth you're i i I am definitely jumping ahead because i know we're touching on alfonso mckinney in a second yeah you're good but if alfonso mckinney is your starting three that's a problem (laughs) <laughs> Willie Cauley-Stein, as I've watched a lot of Kings games these past few years, is not a starting center. Uh, Draymond Green has his limitations offensively. And then just after that, you're, like, is Alec Burks really their backup point guard? They might be, man. That, like, I, I, know, I know they have Russell as well, so they can share they can share some ball-handling duties there, but the, the depth yeah. is just a problem. I think this yeah. is going to be the most interesting year in Steve Kerr's head coaching career. Oh, yeah. Uh, just because... This is the not the worst roster he's dealt with, but I, I, actually, yeah, no, this is the with, worst with the with the Warriors, with <laughs> right. the Warriors, yeah, with the worry, with the Warriors. This is the it's funny to say that because like obviously this still is still a really a good roster, yeah. roster, but yeah. at at the end of the day, this is probably the least amount of talent that he's worked with. Yep, and this is the year, be, yeah. This is, is the work? year where for everyone that said Steve Kerr was just riding Clay and Steph, right. yeah. this is the year for Steve Kerr to kind of show people that he's yeah. actually a co- good coach. Yeah, but well, yeah. I think he's a very good coach. But this I is agree. kind of the year for people who who doubt him. For him to be like, all right, now let me show you guys that I'm actually, I know what I'm doing, yeah. and it's not just Steph and KD. I can actually coach. I think there will be a lot of tweaks in the offense just yeah, because you have, have to, to find a way to to fit D'Lo in there, and then all of these new players that you really don't have experience with. Um, I, I think there is a good chance of Curry having a crazy, ridiculous season. Yeah, winning MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of people have been saying that's like a a sleeper pick for it. Draymond got his money now, so maybe he's feeling a little bit more confident. I, I know we talked about D'Lo and everything and how he might fit in. Clay is going to be coming back. He seems like he's uh, on his way to being healthy. Can this team, as currently constructed, not just make the playoffs, because I think that is a reality for this team. The, like I mentioned earlier on, they're probably one of those seven teams that's a shoe in mm-hmm. um, yeah. 
but can they contend? Can they still be an NBA champion or even contend for a championship with this roster as currently constructed? I would think that Clay has to come back and be good right away for them to be a contender, and I don't think that's going to happen. Um, I think just being out of out of game shape for a year, basically, with that ACL, is, it's it's not going to be. Um, I just I, I don't see him being as great of a contributor as they need him to be. Because yeah, Steph, Clay, and Draymond, yes, we've seen that trio win a title uh, together. Um, and let's say D'Lo, D'Lo sticks it through the um, trade deadline, then he'd be a great fit as a backup or if they play all three of those guys uh, together or whatever they do. Um, that would be uh, that would have the talent to win a title. I just don't think that it would mesh together with Clay Thompson coming back, let's say in March or whenever he's slated to come back and then trying to fit him in again with uh, Russell and, and hoping that Clay is good right away. I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I can't see this year being the t- being the year for them to be a title contender. I think We've seen it takes more than just like the, the first, the, the initial recovery period for someone who's coming back off an ACL tear to be their normal self again. I don't think we're going to see that for, I think we're, it's going to take Clay a little longer, maybe till next year, like not this coming season, but the season after for him to kind of be fully back to the Clay Thompson we know. And then, like, yeah. like you said, with, with D'Angelo Russell, with all three of them together, I don't like the, I, I'm fine with the fit of Curry and Russell, but when you add Clay Thompson into that, I, I struggle to see how they're going to put all three of them together, yeah. especially if they yeah. have to start all three of them, which I think they would kind of have to. So I, I definitely don't see this year being the year for them to be a title contender. They're sh- still a surefire playoff team, but I think they're like probably getting bounced in the first round or maybe giving them a run, maybe giving a team a run in the in the first round. So, Hani, you mentioned um, D'Lo and, and just the potential of him, you know, maybe being a rental and getting traded off. Yeah. Where do you guys think? Let, let's think of some fun, fun trade destinations here. Everybody has talked Minnesota. Yeah, um, we've heard Minnesota in nausea. Like, it. What? Where do you think yeah. would be the ideal destination, in your opinion, for D'Lo? I mean, uh, other than the Lakers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say it. I mean, I. I feel bad saying the Wolves because yes, you're right. Everybody's talked about them, but that seems like such a perfect yeah trade partner yeah. for both for both sides. Like. The Wolves wanted him, obviously, yeah. and they kind of uh, screwed up not getting him. Yep. Um, but him and Cat, Carl uh, Anthony Towns, have a great relationship. They're friends, um, and it would keep Cat happy there. And and um, yes, the defense would be an issue with those two and whatever is going on with Wiggins. But uh, offensively, I think they they could be a really great duo. Um, and then for the Warriors, if they get somebody like Robert Covington back, that that is a really perfect fit alongside Steph and Clay. Um, and I think he's a guy who fits in pretty seamlessly. He can uh, spread the floor a little bit, shoot, and he's a great defender. And he's a bigger guy who can slot down and play a power forward when Draymond's playing center when they want to do their um, death lineup, except Alfonso McKinney will be playing the Iguodala <laughs> role. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Poor Alfonso McKinney. <laughs> Former Raptor, though. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, before the before free agency, I, I think I remember throwing out the Indiana Pacers as kind of a fun destination for D'Lo. Yeah, that'd be cool. Not yeah, anymore like now that they have well. Brogdon, but I thought that would have been a pretty fun destination for them. Uh, I I feel bad saying this for D'Lo, but I mean the Suns. We oh, talked no. about them. Oh. They need a point. <laughs> they still need a point. They have Ricky Rubio, but they still need a point guard. 
and him and also Devin him Booker and are Booker, yeah, they're, yeah, they're really, really good, good friends. friends yeah. I don't know what the the Suns would give back that the that they would want. Uh, Sarich, maybe Sarich, not really. Yeah. Sarich would be a good fit on yeah, because then you shift Draymond to the five. You don't have to play Willie Cauley Stein anymore. Yeah, um, you can maybe get back Kelly Oubre. That's a weird fit, but I don't know. Those are just some teams that kind of need point guard. That need these. They're just a team that kind of needs a point guard. And I'm gonna go dark horse. I'm gonna go with the Heat. I know they want yeah. Chris Paul, but maybe mm. D'Lo is even a better choice, consolation prize, if you will. But I think I think Younger. Yeah, I would rather have D'Lo than Chris Paul at this really? point. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. For a team that uh yeah, I guess long term, sure. Long term, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And and they also have pieces that they can give up, right? That's true. So they have like a Justice Winslow that might be decent yep. on the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Um and then he would be fun. I, I doubt they'd give up a bam. I doubt they'd No do God that, no. But, no. Um, no. No, 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 no. But I mean that'd be that'd be interesting. Yeah, and, that'd be fun. Especially if the yeah, I like that. Chris Paul be, to Miami uh, thing doesn't work out. That's true. As a D'Lo stand, I would allow it. Yeah, he'd allow it. <laughs> Yo, you've been D'Lo with D'Lo for a while, man. Since since the Laker days. Man, I, I love as soon as it like that draft. Um, I think most Lakers fans expected that they would get Julia Okafor. Right. Yeah. First of all, super god that didn't happen. <laughs> Second of all, as soon as D'Angelo got drafted, and like I started looking up. Like highlight videos and and all that, and just watching him in preseason, I love everything about it. I love the style that he plays. Um, I love his like he he is the perfect combination of flashy, but yeah, also like yeah. just good. Yeah. Um, and his swagger as like a young dude who had done nothing in the league was amazing to me, oh, yeah. and I loved every minute of it. So yeah, I, I've been a big fan of him for a long time. We're all stands here. I think we're we're all pretty much on big the D'Lo bandwagon. I should wear, I hope he I should wear my D'Lo shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, have, I have a nice D'Lo ice in, ice in my veins shirt. I should have worn oh, that today. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah right. you've seen that before. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Predictions, predictions for the Warriors. I mean, we did say six no, seven seed. Six seven seed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Could you see them going yeah. higher? Maybe. Like, if Clay comes back ready to go and a little earlier, sure. Okay. Honey? I think I think six or seven sounds about right to me. Yeah. Right around that. Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't think they're they're not bad enough to be the eighth seed, I don't think, but they're not really good enough to contend for home court. Yeah. For they, are, they are one Steph Curry injury away, though. I was just about to say. From missing yeah. the playoffs. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're one really bad injury. Maybe even, even, maybe even a dream. I was going to say, maybe even a yeah. dream yeah. on it or a D-low injury yeah. from missing the yeah. playoffs. Yeah. Which would be yeah, wild would, to see, man. Going from the NBA Finals to missing the playoffs, yeah. I don't think that's we've like that's some Cavalier that stuff right there. Yeah, that's a Cavalier. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so so this is the main event. Oh God, this is the main event coming. Oh up. no! All right, Let, let's. Uh, I wish I maybe maybe in post. <laughs> yeah, maybe in post I'll add some like theme music that dun, 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 oh. the Rocky music in the background. But uh, we've got the two Los Angeles teams. Um, I think it meant just this team in particular. Just this team in particular. Like, it, oh, listen, it, it okay. is the Lakers, right? And we got the Lakers outside of dude here, so we and we have another Lakers, Lakers fan here too. Yeah, and, and we do. Yeah, we have a Lakers fan in here too. Um, that's my that's my West Coast team, by the way, honey. So I I gotta just put it out there. Kobe, yeah, good. Kobe, the Raptors have been my East Coast team for a while. Wow, look at not, that. Not just the title year, I, bro. I you're a clone, make, man. Yeah, you guys you're are the clone. same person, just different coasts. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just work on Eastern Standard Time. He works on Pacific, man. That's yep. it. And there we go. I have the, and I have the Midwest covered with the Bucks. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. L- listen, I mean, everybody knows what happened with the Lakers this offseason. I-, I think it's pretty clear. Uh, Anthony Davis is on are you, that team Are you now. telling me that people talk a lot about the Lakers? Yeah, yeah. No bit. way. Yeah, just wow. a little bit. LeBron, too? I don't think they talk enough about them. 
Um, <laughs> they did all like outside of Davis, which is the main pickup and, and yeah. what makes them that contender. They also added a bunch of other guys. Um, my guy Costas Antetokounmpo. Oh God, yeah. your your guy, huh? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> okay. Hey. Giannis, twenty twenty one, bro. Relax. <laughs> to who? The Raptors or the Lakers? Uh, I'll take either. Oh my god! <laughs> At least you didn't say the Warriors. I, I hate that one. That's my least favorite one. The Warriors take. That's the worst one. Is it, it's, yeah. I could. They financially can't do it. Well, they'd have to get rid of D'Lo. But... They'd have to get rid of D'Lo. They'd have to probably start shedding more than just that, though. Okay. Well, well, all right, well, we're, we're not going, worried about we're that. We, we should have talked about that with the Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is a, this isn't an issue because the Lakers already have an Atetokounmpo jersey ready for him. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Written and stuff. They have the letters planned out already. They already have the practice with Kosas's jersey. It's they don't okay. even have to use Photoshop, bro. No, they could bring. I know. Real... I don't like that. I really don't like that they did that. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Did you guys see that picture that was like on all the on all the media platforms of just the back of Kosas? Oh man, that's let the let the fun begin, man. I, I heard Giannis say like I'm not going to talk about anything because it's disrespectful to the Bucks. Well, yeah, it is. Yeah, he doesn't want to get fined. That's why. <laughs> he doesn't want to talk about how big his extension is going to be. It's okay. <laughs> okay, so so back to the Lakers. No. Right? Back to the Let's Los talk about the Clippers. Lakers. All right. We'll get there. We'll get there with the Clippers. Um, I couldn't really pick which one is the better team. But you did. I yeah, just put I'm, the Clippers there because they're, to talk about this? <laughs> they're the favorites here. All right. Um, but listen, with with the lakers in general there's so much media attention like we mentioned earlier there's just so much stuff revolving around this team it's you know first it was the offseason stuff with magic and genie and then <laughs> trading for the young guys and then the young guys being unhappy and then ad coming and then oh wait we're not going to trade for ad just yet it'll be a month from now when we get more money oh wait we're going to get Kawhi. no we don't get Kawhi. blah blah blah, blah. it just it's a yeah. revolving door of media and news and and just like drama with the Lakers, but right? Always. Let me tell you, it is exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I gotta ask you, just as a as a Lakers fan who is in California, right? How yeah. is it there when it comes oh, to God. just dealing with the media? Um. Well, here's the thing. I don't have TV, so I don't get to watch all this okay. stuff. All right. Okay. Nice, nice. So you avoid I, I the cable. I don't watch Spectrum. I don't. I don't see all the interviews. <laughs> but um, I mean, people here. Kind of, like a lot of people don't care. There are Lakers fans, and there are very passionate ones who will read everything and see everything. And I get to talk to talk with them about it and and get upset about everything um, <laughs> that goes on about the Lakers. But a lot of people just kind of it's kind of in the back of their mind, so they don't care as much. Okay. Um, it's for me that I'm very much immersed in in Lakers stuff uh, through writing about them all the time and having to be on Twitter and seeing all this stuff and. Saying Magic quit his job just to tweet and, oh. and it being actually a good oh, thing for the Lakers and all of that. That's, it, it gets exhausting. It gets yeah. stressful and tiring and exhausting, but I wouldn't have it any other way. That was one of my favorite <laughs> off-season moments was that Magic interview where he oh, just yeah. quit out of nowhere. The, yeah. I'm not going to be here. <laughs> I loved that so much. It was so fun. To see the Lakers the thing, just the Lakers the just functional one more even time. It was an off-season thing. Yeah, that's it true. was literally yeah. before the last. That's true. <laughs> oh my god, oh, it was just man. so fun to see the Lakers just functional one last time before they got back on top again. So the question is, when do you think it's going to start again? Because you know the whole little finger thing with Jason Kidd and Frank Vogel. Like, when, when do you think? <gasps> I for thank you yeah. for reminding me about yeah. that. So when is that going to happen? Oh. What, like, when are we going to hear the first um, like Jason Kidd? Uh, didn't listen to Frank Vogel in the so timeout funny. type of story. Like, when are we going to hear that? When I, I'm, I, I I'm going to say, 
Go ahead, honey. I had to look, had to look this up. Uh, their first preseason game is October 5th, so right around then. Yep. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yep. Yeah, it'll be like, oh, LeBron wanted to rest and uh, Jason Kidd didn't, <laughs> decided to keep him on there or something like that. I got a question for both of you, both of you guys being Laker fans. All right. How scared are you if that Jason Kidd becomes the head coach? Very, very yeah, okay, very. good. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. I, I didn't even want him on the coaching staff. <laughs> you man. shouldn't. Yeah, you shouldn't. I mean, so this offseason was a very weird one because oh, it yeah. started out just as an entire tire fire um, yeah. with the magic stuff, then firing Luke, then trying to find a head coach, and then getting not the head coach that they wanted because <laughs> they were too cheap to pay him extra years and then all of that stuff. Yeah. It ended up being okay with all the free agency and getting Anthony Davis, but that the Jason Kidd thing in particular is my least favorite part of this <laughs> offseason just because, uh, one, he's not a good coach. Nope. Two, he's not a good person. Nope. Um, and, yes, I, I have major anxiety about <laughs> him being uh reportedly the highest paid assistant in the league oh my uh the like the only reason so the fun. lakers apparently didn't hire him as a head coach this is a legitimate report is that the reason they didn't hire him as a head coach is because of his domestic violence history which i don't understand why it's okay to hire him as an the assistant coach oh my god that's another issue for another day Good but god. um yes i i I do fear for the fact that if there is a slide sometime in the middle of the season or if they if they don't even make the Western Conference Finals or something like that, that Vogel, who I think is a solid coach and has said all the right things and got me much more excited about him than I was when he first got hired. Yes, I'm very scared that <laughs> if things don't pan out that they will fire him immediately and, and have Jason Kidd take over. Having watched the Jason Kidd Milwaukee Bucks years closely, <laughs> I, I, I will confirm that you should be very, very afraid. He is a terrible, terrible coach. Yeah, the kept, worst coach in the NBA. Yeah, you kept he, telling me when the Raptors were looking for a coach. As long as it's not Jason Kidd, you're good. yeah. Oh yeah, as long yeah. yeah, as long as the Bucks did. As long as I'm just, I was just so happy the Bucks got rid of Jason Kidd. It could have been anybody. I wouldn't have cared. They could have hired Monty yeah. Williams. That would have been fine. He's at least a better <laughs> person than Jason Kidd is. That's fine. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. we can talk about the actual Lakers. Yes, now. on the, the actual Lakers. <laughs> the on court, the on court Lakers. Yes, let's move on to the rotation. Um, I think one of the biggest holes this team has is probably at the point guard position. Mm-hmm. Who's going to start at point guard, and when is Alex Caruso going to take over? I was about to say, <laughs> is not Alex? Is it not Alex Caruso? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, go ahead. It's it's a it's a it's a double edged sword. I think personally, I think Alex Caruso is the best point guard on the team. Wow, and, and that's not it's not like a he joke. Was unbelievable. It's not a mean thing. No, he was. I he was. He was. I think Alex Caruso is the best point guard on the team. Rondo sucks. Just yeah. let's get that out of the way. He's he's not good. I really like um, Quinn Cook. I really like Quinn Cook. Yeah, Quinn. Yeah, I, I and I'm I am pretty excited about Quinn Cook. I think I'm more excited than most people are about Quinn Cook. He's a guy I actually really wanted him to get, and I'm I, and I'm happy that they did. He's a good shooter, and I his defense isn't great, but I think it's probably better than advertised. Yeah. Um. So he's a guy that I uh, that I like. Um, right now, based on a couple of days of training camp and what everybody's talking about, I, I kind of see Rondo starting to start the year, which Probably. I am not a fan of. Um, yeah. and, and beyond Rondo just not being good, he was an awful fit next to LeBron last year. And oh, yeah. like even, even worse than just him with other people, he was worse with LeBron. So I think that's one of the big issues. And uh, I mean, Vogel has talked a lot about trying to use analytics, which is a very new thing to the Lakers. <laughs> um, so so hopefully if if Rondo does start it's not for long and, and they kind of yeah. understand that Caruso or Cook would be a better fit. 
I also think there is a decent chance that a guy like Avery Bradley or KCP starts at point guard, um, just because LeBron is going to be your yeah. is yeah. going to be your offensive point guard anyway. Yeah. Um, and I think outside of Caruso, KCP would be my second favorite pick for that, just because he's a guy who can guard point guards pretty well and he can spread the floor. And as long as you're not make, having him dribble or make decisions on fast breaks, he's a good player. Um, and I think he, he's a guy that I, I would look for to do that. Bradley, they've talked a lot about him so far in training camp as well. And there's been a lot of good talk about him. He was awful with the Clippers last year, so I'm not expecting yeah. much, but um, if there is something left in the tank, I can see him also being a contender for that spot. I, I think you're, you're kind of right on the money with having LeBron being the ball dominant yeah. guy. I think that's going to yeah. end up happening. I remember at the start of the season when they had Rondo and Braun playing at the same time, it was like, it was impossible to run something mm-hmm. because they were yes. bo- they're both so ball dominant that it just didn't make sense. It's like, okay, who am I taking orders from here, right? And yeah. um, and it at some point they had to stagger their minutes. So like LeBron had to be on at a certain point, and then Rondo it just didn't work, right? And I yeah. agree with you if for just for that itself, Rondo makes no sense for this team. Absolutely. I didn't want them to bring him back. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the the other thing with Rondo is that um he so (laughs) there's a lot of talk about him oh wow he actually shot 36 percent from three last year that's not that bad (laughs) the issue with that is literally nobody guards him no like he can hit as many threes as he wants in a game nobody's coming out to guard him and i think that's a bigger issue than how many he's gonna hit because he's not taking a lot anyway um so his percentage isn't as much of an issue to me it's the fact that whoever's guarding him is going to be in the paint and it's clogging up the spacing for lebron and everybody else and i think that's why uh, partially why he was such an awful fit with LeBron on top of what you mentioned about them being ball dominant guys that are pounding the ball on the floor to to run a set or, or do whatever that they want to do. Yeah. Um, and like by all accounts, Rondo was a really great teammate last year. Um, all of the young Lakers players, even after they've left, they've talked glowingly about him. Um, so I, I don't mind him coming back uh, for that veteran leadership. And I'm a little bit optimistic about the fact that he got a Ventman uh, deal and is being paid less than a guy like Caruso and Quentin yeah. Cook. Um, and I think that might factor in that, like, the Lakers expect those guys to be starters over him. Um, but that might be wishful thinking as well. <laughs> One thing about this team, and I remember I talked to S last year about the Lakers and some of the concerns I had about the Lakers last year was sure. they couldn't shoot at all. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. think they've done an incredible job of at least bringing some shooters into the team and yeah. like building building a lot better around LeBron than they did the first year with adding Quinn Cook, Danny Green, KCP, Jared Dudley's even a solid shooter. Like mm-hmm. I think they've just I just really quickly wanted to mention like I think they've done a lot like for all this stuff I've given S about I, I'm still not sold on the Lakers being a full <laughs> championship contender because of their depth. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm at least uh, I'm I'm impressed by how they've at least built around LeBron a bit better this year and built yeah. in a lot of shooters. Because that's what he needs. He, that's, he, that's how you build yeah. around LeBron is you put shooters around him. And the thing so yeah, that's LeBron, some of the, well, at least one of the one of the positives going into the season for them is they at least added more shooting. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And the and the thing with LeBron is that he makes guys around him a lot better. So mm-hmm. even those guys like the the Avery Bradleys, the the Rondos, like they they might be in a slump before LeBron, but when they're on his team, they may potentially get back to that level that they were competing at before. He has that ability, and that's why he's he's been regarded as one of the goats. One of the things that he's so good at is making his teammates better. Yeah. Who on this team is going to benefit the most from playing with LeBron? My pick, honestly and genuinely, is Alex Caruso. I think he's going to be awesome <laughs> with LeBron. That, that's like a genuine pick for me. I think 
he, it just makes sense. You know, he's one of those guys who's going to listen to LeBron. He's not going to be like, no, nah, I think I should do this. And, yeah. and it's going to be to his benefit. How about no, you? No, Car- Caruso is a legitimately great pick for this. Um, and they played really well towards the end of the season last year together. Like yeah. they, uh, I, I wish I had put up, pulled up the numbers before we did this, but they were really good together. Because Caruso is a guy who, he can knock down threes pretty well. Um, although not at a high volume, so we're kind of unsure about how, how much of a factor that is. But so far in his NBA career, he's been good at that. And he moves off the ball really well and cuts. And he's, uh, to, to use a phrase that uh, cites his skin complexion, is sneaky athletic. Um, <laughs> so, so he'll finish above the rim, and, and, and he works really well with LeBron. So that's a great pick. Um, I guess I'll go with the optimistic outlook on Avery Bradley. Okay. Um, right. I don't know how much I believe in this, to be honest with you, and and I'm not expecting a lot, as I said earlier. But if there is a team where Bradley could succeed on, I think it would be one where LeBron is giving him the ball. He's not going to have any ball handling duties, and he's just going to be able to guard point guards. Um, and I think if he does basically that, just guard point guards and hit threes, he's going to have a he's going to have a really solid year and be a pretty pretty important contributor to the team. Go with the that's more, a big if, though. Yeah, obviously. I'll go with the more boring pick, and I don't know how much he can make him better, but I mean, Anthony Davis and him are going to be really good together. Like, I'm really yeah. just I, even though I'm not a huge Lakers fan, I'm really excited to see those two playing together because they're almost like the perfect combination for pick and rolls that they're going to be so fun to watch. And that's just like, just run your offense through those to just run that every time down the floor. Yeah. You'll probably be fine. He's played like Braun has played with a lot of great bigs. Like Bosch is a great big. And then Mm -hmm. Kevin Love is a great big, but None of them no. are as talented as Anthony hey, Davis. Zadrunas yeah. Elgaskis, all right? <laughs> and Look a Zabergeau, respect bro. on his name, all right? <laughs> and a Zabergeau, bro. What you talking about? <laughs> in, bro. Yeah, man. Come yeah. on. Um, uh, like a full season of of uh, AD. That's going to be right? so fun. Hopefully, both these guys hopefully stay healthy. Hopefully a full season, yeah. Yes, yeah. hopefully both these guys stay healthy. Um, if you guys had to pick one. Actually, no. Let's Let's rephrase this a little bit. Do you guys think load management is realistic for both of these guys? Because I think at LeBron's age and then with 80s injury history, you might want to consider it if you're the yeah. Lakers organization. And at the same think, time, do you think one of those guys puts that aside to chase that MVP? Like, it, I think yeah, Le- LeBron 100% will be load managed. He's not yeah. going to play a lot of games. Okay. Um, and I think they, he and the Lakers organization should be pretty scared of the fact that he missed 20 games with a groin injury last year. Yeah. Um, which was the first, really the first time he's had a, uh, such a, a an injury that took him out of so many games since like I think his second year of his career or something like that. Um, so yes, I think he's he's going to be uh, resting on a lot of games. Davis is an interesting question. Um, I think Davis has that rep of a guy who's hurt a lot for for good reason, but the last few years he's actually been on the floor a lot um last year he obviously didn't play a lot but that was partially because of all the trade stuff and they weren't playing him down the uh uh stretch run of the season the two years before that he played 75 games in both seasons um so i think he he might get some rest uh just you know precaution if he's feeling like you know there's he's banged up and 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 they'll rest him on the fourth night of a or fourth game in five nights or whatever Uh, sort of deal with that, but I don't think he's going to get load managed to the degree that a LeBron will. I think he's still going to be knock on wood um, playing 70-ish games or so. Hopefully. If he doesn't get hurt, obviously. Would that be the first time? 
he's got past 70 i don't know i don't no, know no he played he played the two the two seasons before this last year he had 75 in both okay all right. yeah but other than that yes he hasn't played 70 games so i mean we, we kind of we can we encompassed everything with the lakers is there anything you guys want to i mean with the clippers that we're going to talk about them in a sec we can kind of jump back and forth between the lakers and clippers because i think both of these teams are are kind of attached at the hip in a lot of ways yeah but anything you guys want to add uh their center position isn't that great Okay. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You don't, don't believe in Dwight don't Howard? Don't disrespect bro? Nevada legend JaVale McGee. <laughs> talk about it. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, like, I like McGee because he at the start of last season, at least, he was so good defensively. He was amazing yeah, last year. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I legitimately, like, even fan bias aside, I really love JaVale. And I think he's he is a really great player. And I think last year he would have had a great year all around if he didn't get pneumonia and be in the hospital out, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. halfway through the season. Um, because after that, he definitely took a dip and, and he wasn't as productive. But he started out the year playing the most minutes of his career and producing really, really well. So I'm hoping that this year, you know, with whatever Dwight does to kind of back him up and, and hopefully Javilla won't have to play as many minutes, I think he can, he can last the whole season and be pretty productive. I just, for me, it's more so I'm just nervous about the, I know AD's played with centers before. I just, as a fan, if I was a fan of the Lakers, I wish he would, I wish AD would be more willing to play center. He's just not. I think it'd be like, I think they'd make such a, they could build such a better team around them because then you can start Kuzma as well. Yeah. And I think that just, that fills out your starting five so much better than having to start JaVale McGee. I think we'll see that in the playoffs. I think this is, for Davis, I think it's strictly a, I don't want to have to, go for 82 games playing against bigger guys and getting hurt. I think that's strictly what it is. I think in the playoffs, they will play AD and then uh, at center and then either put Kuzma in, in the lineup or slide LeBron down to power forward and bring in one of their wings or other guards or something. Like I'm sure you'll see that for some lineups during the season. Like you'll, yeah. I'm sure you'll see them play Kuzma and Davis together just so that obviously it's not too foreign to them. Yeah, they have to do it in the playoffs, but I don't know. I just I think for like as a whole, like I wish they would like their majority of their lineups would be more so Davis at the five, Kuzma at the yeah. four. Just so I, I think that'd just be a better fit. Then that's why but, I'm kind of worried yeah, about the center position. I think that's clearly their like the best bet yeah. is to put AD at, at the five, and then I'm not sure to be honest if Kuzma at the four would be the best uh, uh, addition to that. I think theoretically the best lineup would be putting LeBron there yeah. as a power forward and then having a different wing. But um, regardless of that, yes, uh, AD playing center is their best. Yeah, like their best asset really. That'll probably be what happens in crunch time, like five, yeah. last Might five have minutes to be, of game. Yeah. That'll be their yeah. death lineup, if you want to call yeah. it. Um, let, let's move on to the to the other LA team, the G League team, the Los Angeles Clippers. Settle down. <laughs> no, I'm just Who kidding. Who got Kawhi? I, I got a tease. I got a tease. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, Kawhi and PG, we talked about this. Oh, I got to preface this. So um, I just made a bet with one of my friends, hey, or so one did of I. our classmates, so and did so, I. so did Bradshaw. One of our friends truly believes that the Clippers won't win more than fifty games. Less than fifty. Less than fifty. Wow. So I, yeah. So I, I I bet that easily. Yeah, I'm like, 100%. I'll, I'll bet you forty bucks, and that's, he took it. Yeah, that's pretty. Lo- I don't think the Lakers or the Clippers will win a lot of games, just okay. because I think they are going to rest guys a lot. But it's more um, than fifty. But yeah, greater than fifty. Yeah. They won forty-eight. I, they won forty-eight last season, and they were the eighth seed. Add, yeah, and they now yeah. added Kawhi MPG like. It just yeah. makes no sense to me, man. Like they're at yeah, least going to win two more games. It's free like, money. That's all I care about is free money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I get in on this? I don't know. This person, but... <laughs> I'll ask him if he's still interested. I'll ask him if he's still interested. I think he's already regretting it. <laughs> um, 
listen, the, the, the main thing with this team is obviously the additions of Kawhi and Paul George. Um, the, if you talk about just craziness and, and what happened in the offseason, the, the Clippers will definitely combat the Lakers. It, it, it just seems like, man, if you thought what happened with AD and Magic Johnson and everything was crazy, how about those 12 hours yeah. with, with Kawhi and then Paul George getting traded and then hearing about the whole story and then you got reports later on that things were going to happen and, and how it went down and how it transpired. Um, with that being said, this is, on paper at least, a more talented team than the Lakers, in my opinion. And it hurts to say that because I've never said that about a Clippers team. Um, <laughs> uh, there were a couple of years where you probably could have said it. Don't <laughs> I worry. Know, I know. Well, yeah. I, I just We were I just starting Wesley Johnson one year. <laughs> <laughs> I think you were pretty safe to say it then. Don't worry, as You can give the Clippers a little bit more credit <laughs> than that. The Robert Sacre years? Right? Yeah, those were some bad years. Yeah. Those were my favorite Laker years. Oh, man. Good God. Um, but, but listen, realistically, um, this team is in my opinion at least poised to be either the best or one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. Leonard, George, Patrick Be- Beverly, Beverly, who yeah. is I think they're all in the top tier of defenders. And then you have guys who are semi decent Montrez Harrell. Shamit. Landry Shamit, who's okay. He was uh, solid he was solid as a rookie last year. Yeah. as solid Mo as rookies Harkless. can be. Yeah. Mo Harkless, yeah. So I mean one, can this team be one of those teams that doesn't let people score 100 points? And two, um, is that going to be their main asset, or is it going to be you know a, a mixture of both defense and offense that this team can kind of go off? Well, I think the days of holding teams to under 100 points are dead and yeah, yeah, yeah. dead and buried yeah. 10 feet under the ground. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, they theoretically they should be a great defensive team, like you mentioned. They're they can, they have line they can have lineups uh, where they have five plus defenders on the floor at the same time, um, some of which are like you said among the best in their positions. Um, whether that happens, I think there's it's a little questionable just because uh, you know the grind of the season. Uh, I think they're also and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but they're also going to have a little bit of load management for PG and Kawhi. Um, Injuries happen and all of that. So who knows if they'll be the top one, but I think they should be a top like five or so defensive team. And yes, that should be their greatest asset. Kawhi and PG are great offensive players, so they they should be able to handle the load on the other end basically by themselves and and get just shooters around them and and they'll be a solid uh, solid offense. But defensively is where I think they can really have stretches where they just hold the team without points for five minutes. And that's what, uh, you know, blows the game wide open or something like that. Um, and I think you're going to see a lot of that from them this season. Um, and it hurts me to say that because of <laughs> everything. And <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll say the story. I found out about the Kawhi thing while I was in Vegas for summer league. Oh, and I was literally, I was driving, I was driving me and a couple other friends who are Lakers fans. And one of them saw it on Twitter while we were at a red light. And I, <laughs> I literally had to like, we had a pre-write written for if Kawhi signed with the Lakers or yeah. if he signed with the Clippers or whatever. So I had to go add a red light on my phone, <laughs> fill out information and publish it. So oh. I'm really pissed off about the Clippers more than usual. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind of really ruined my night. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, yes, I, I think they're going to be a great defensive team. I don't know if they'll be the best just because really good teams kind of mail it in all the time. So yeah. I don't, I don't think they'll do that, but they're, they, they should be able to really just 
demolish teams defensively when they want to. I do have some questions about this team offensively, though, because Kawhi and Paul George are both great individual offensive players, um, but yeah. they, they haven't ever been guys who can facilitate. Uh, yeah. Kawhi isn't the greatest facilitator, and PG isn't necessarily the greatest facilitator either. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder how they're going to get other players involved. Lou Will is a great scorer. Landry Shamit can shoot the ball. Montrez Harrell is, is pretty decent in the post, too. I mean, he's a beast. My yeah. guy, hello, Montrezl Harrell. Yeah, but it, I just wonder how they're going to work offensively. It's going to take a lot of time for them to adjust, and especially with PG missing um, probably the first month or so of the NBA season, and then Kawhi, obviously, with load management. Although they said he's not going to take it as serious anymore, I kind of doubt that. He played 60 games last season. Maybe yeah. he bumps it up to 70 instead. Maybe he's 70, 75, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but realistically... How is this team going to mesh together through the regular season? Honey, you said that they're pr- the Lakers and Clippers probably aren't going to win a lot of regular season games, but do yeah. you think they'll at least have enough for them to build some kind of chemistry together? Yeah, I mean, I think their goal is going to be just like the Lakers, keep everybody healthy um, and then stretch around the season, start ramping it up and, and go into the playoffs with some momentum. I don't think seeding really matters to either of these teams. Um, that much I think they should both feel pretty comfortable that they have the best talent in the West and and they can win any series regardless of if they have home court or not Mm -hmm. Um, especially if they're playing against each other Um, uh, October 22nd is going to be fun man (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah I I don't think they're going to be going crazy trying to get wins in November and December uh, when when they should just be keeping their guys healthy Um, whether that will, you know, impact their ability to have that chemistry going into the playoffs, maybe. Um, I I agree with you that they don't have a lot of playmaking um, because Kawhi and Paul George aren't those type of players. Yeah. Uh, they're more kind of ISO heavy guys and and good offensive players. They just they don't really create for their teammates that much. Right. Um, but they should get enough out of it because just the focus of other teams is going to be on two superstars that guys are going to be open. And I think there's, they're still going to be able to get, you know, an above average offense. I think. I guess if there was a worry, that would be the one that's offensively, but I'm still not terribly concerned. Like you said, they're, they're so they're such big stars and so good offensively that, I mean, no one's going to be really bothering Landry to worry about Landry Shamit when you have Paul George and Kawhi Leonard there. Right. So, And and that's the other thing is they're kind of like their teammates are guys that don't really need to have offense created for them. Like, well, they do, but they're not really looking for like, you don't need to like do too much for them. As long as they're open in the corner, they're going to get their shots off. Right. And Lou Will can create his own shot. Exactly. And, and, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And Patrick Beverly's not a guy who really needs his shots. It's, it's, it's going to be their offense. Yeah. Like yeah. Harold picks up his offense when he can. Shaman will pick up his offense when he can. I guess, and Lou will, will get it. It will find a way to get his shots too. So I, I don't think that's really a, a huge concern for them. Mm-hmm. I guess the, my main concern for them would be similar to the Lakers is the depth issue. Right. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a ton coming off the bench, depending on how you feel about Jermichael Green and Mo. I, I, don't, I actually don't mind Mo Harkless. I think Mo Harkless is pretty decent. But I think when people yeah. hear they, they, they saw like Montres Harrell and Lou will like basically sharing six man of the year last year. Yeah. I, I think Harrell starts for this team. I think he kind of has to. I don't trust Zubac. I mean, I, I just I think those two will split minutes. Yeah, yeah. maybe like, maybe Zubac will be like the nominal starter. Yeah, but like they did last year, and Harrell will play most of the minutes. Yeah, but Harrell, yeah. I, I think to maximize that, I think Harrell has to start for them. 
But like I, on your on, on the notes here, we have like Paul George at power forward and Kawhi Leonard at small forward. I think that's gonna be tough. Like that's gonna be tough. But that yeah. has to happen. Yeah. It, like, it it just it. You're right. The depth is an issue for both of these teams. Yeah. But that's kind of what happens when you have two big stars. Exactly. Yeah. You lose mm-hmm. out on a bunch of yeah a bunch of role players mm-hmm. that you could have done. Um. And for the Lakers, they they lost out on signing some key players because they waited out for Kawhi. Yeah. And I mean Correct. that that hurts at the end of the day, but. You got you got Anthony Davis and LeBron who cares. Exactly. Yeah. Um, with the history of both of these teams, not necessarily together, that um, there is a rivalry that's brewing up. But just in general, the Lakers haven't had the greatest of, of runs in the past five or six years. The Clippers have been have been good. They've been playoff contenders with Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. But just in general, that franchise has been a muck and and a joke in Los Angeles. Yep. So. Who has the more? Who has the most pressure to win now? Because we we know the situation of LeBron. He's aging. Anthony Davis with with being the free agent coming up. The Lakers have a lot of pressure on them, but at the same time, the Clippers have that pressure as well because they've traded away all of their picks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't necessarily have a future other than Kawhi and Paul George, and they only have those guys for another two years. Feel free to disagree with me, but the both of you, but. I'd say it's clearly the Lakers. Okay. Just because it's the Lakers. Like, just for that simple fact that, like, right. that's who they are. Like, they're yeah. expected to win all the time. Just based on them being the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, like, okay. they're expected to win all the time. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I think it has to be the Lakers. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, you're not wrong about that. I, that's how I was going to preface it if I, were, if, if I were saying that, that, like, the Lakers are always, are always have pressure to win. Yeah. Um, regardless of how awful they are or whatever happens, what injuries happen or how the team is built, there's always pressure to win. I do kind of agree on the Clippers, though, Mm -hmm. having that pressure as well, because I think what the Lakers did with getting Anthony Davis was saying, hey, we're built for now, but we're also built for a decade from now. Uh, As long as AD resigns this year, if nothing catastrophic happens, he's expected to. Um, then yeah, we we have this guy for the foreseeable future, and we can build around him whether LeBron is here or not. With the Clippers, it's we have Kawhi and PG for two years, and we have a chance of doing something special with them. And if we don't, maybe they leave, maybe they stay, but who knows? Um, and I I think based on the the media talk around both of these teams about how, how much the Clippers got, um. You know, praise for how they handled the offseason, how they got Kawhi and Paul George together and all of that, which they deserved. Obviously, they did a tremendous job. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of put the onus on them of, okay, we're, we're getting all this adoration for what we did. Now we've got to actually go prove that we can win a title. Whereas the Lakers have been kind of a tire fire for so long that nobody really believes in them, even though they have LeBron and Anthony Davis, That's which is funny. a kind of a weird situation. Um but yeah, you're still right that they're the Lakers. They they need to win or else. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with both of you guys, but I I, I gotta say there's pressure on both of them. Like, oh yeah, there's definitely pressure, pressure on both. Yeah, I just think yeah. it's definitely higher on the Lakers. Yeah, fair enough. And I think that just comes with the history. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, we'll we'll do a quick prediction of awards. I mean, we've kind of previewed the the Pacific Division, but let's let's jump into. Just in general, like one what quick, what, one happen. quick, funny little question. I, I was Go thinking about it. just now when you when you were talking about like resting players. Yeah. If there's a Lakers Clippers series in the in the playoffs, okay, who has home court advantage? Lakers. Lakers. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say probably through the seven Lakers, games, right? by the way. Yeah, yeah through yeah. seven. Yeah. 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 
It'd be nice though, because none of the teams have to travel anywhere. So the so yeah. the funny thing for me was I didn't realize that Rams fans were big Lakers fans. Oh yeah, because yeah. I thought like didn't the Rams? No, that was the Chargers, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. Okay. Never mind. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then now that makes more sense. <laughs> That's why they booed Kawhi. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Because I, I was kind of confused. I'm like, wait, didn't this team like move from where Kawhi was? Yeah. 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 But okay. Um, predictions for awards. Let's let's do. Uh, let's start at the top. MVP, honey, who do you have? I'll go. <laughs> I know it's. Uh, by the way, just to uh, just to say, it's ridiculous to make the predictions right now, but we're just yeah. doing it to be fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm being a homer, but I slightly believe it. I'm gonna go with Anthony Davis. Oh, okay. I think you're gonna say I LeBron. Think, no, no, no. I think. Well, I don't think LeBron's gonna play enough. That's games, fair. That's the fair. only issue. Otherwise, I I would be into that. I, no, I would love it. It would be amazing. I just don't think he's gonna play enough games. But I think Anthony Davis, uh, again, barring injury, will play enough games. Um, and I think he's, you know, at, at least for now. Maybe I'm getting hyped up on offseason talk, but they're talking about running the offense through him. Yeah, LeBron's um, comfortable of being he, the second yeah. guy. And all yeah. That. Uh, he's going to be uh, their their main hub defensively. The guy, uh, you know, on the back line, even if he's not playing center, he's going to be the guy kind of expect that they erase people's mistakes. Um, I, I think he can have a really monster year playing alongside LeBron. Um, and, you know, the storyline of him leading the Lakers back into contention, um, everybody loves a good story. So I, I think things are kind of lining up for him to have a really good, uh, really good shot at it. I think I think I, I think I'm I think I said it in a couple of podcasts ago. I'm I'm just gonna do it. I'm saying Kawhi. Kawhi. I th- I believe okay. he's not. He's he'll play enough games that he can win MVP. I mean, if there's any season for him to do it, it'd be yeah. this season. And it yeah. seems like it'd be end up being like a Leo Leo thing when he got his first Oscar. They they, <laughs> they, they like they have to give it to. Him. They have to give him like an MVP at some yeah. point, right? Yeah. Like he has his true. Finals MVPs. Just give him the MVP. I now. like the cultural yeah. reference. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank, yeah. You. Yeah, nice. Thank you. Uh, I'm gonna go Steph. I, I I know you. I've said this like every podcast. I'm gonna go Steph. <laughs> I think Steph's just gonna kill it this year. He's gonna have monster numbers, and people are gonna look at numbers a lot. I know Harden probably doesn't believe that, but yeah. um, I just don't know if his team wins enough games. Yeah, yeah. 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 I I think like let's say he has that season that he had before they won the 70, yeah. 72 or seventy three. Um, yeah. If he has that type of season again, maybe he wins it again. I don't know, but in the two yeah. K semi, did he averaged thirty seven points a game? Which is pretty wild, Jesus. So if he did that, I think it's pretty safe he'd win the MVP. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Coach of the year. He, Coach of the year. Who you got? All right. So I went kind of slight dark horse. Okay. Um, this is ties into me thinking that the Lakers and Clippers won't win a lot of games. I think the Nuggets will win the West, and okay. I think Mike Malone will win Coach of the Year for that reason. Yeah, he got Rob last year, so I'll Ro- Rob. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Hello. Yeah. Sorry, Mike. <laughs> Sorry, Mister Bud. Ex- what? That's insane. <laughs> But was li- incredible last I year. I liked him, man. Whoa! Listen, did you think the Nuggets were going to be at the top? I thought that I did. I actually did. I or thought wait, they'd be, they I, second, I put them right? top yeah. three. I had them top three. All right, fine. I mean, <laughs> nobody thought the Bucks were going to win sixty games last year. <laughs> nobody saw that coming. Um, How dare you? My pick is Quinn Snyder. Kind of like you on the Quinn same Snyder. same idea yeah. that you have with with the Nuggets. I think like with Mike Conley and everything, this team could be poised to have a really really good regular season. Now I'm not yeah. so sold on them on the playoffs, but. Uh, I think with that, you just kind of get that, and he wins. I don't remember who I picked. I think I picked Doc. I think you picked Doc. Yeah, you I did. think it was Doc Rivers. I'll yeah, you're, still you're, stick you're big Doc. on the Clippers right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. It's not a bad one. Yeah. Um, uh, how about Rookie of the Year? We didn't really talk about rookies in this podcast. This one. 
I don't. But I mean, again, not an expert. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Just say Zion. It's probably pretty uh, I, safe. I th- yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I just have a hard time. I think we overthink this a lot. Yeah. Or like awards, especially. Um, and I think I have a hard time believing anybody other than Zion's going to win it. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I think I had. Jo- I think I still have John Morant, just because yeah. I think he'll have like the keys to the offense there, and he gets to do whatever he yeah. wants. I'm gonna ride out with my hot take. I've said this on every pod. Tyler Hero. We'll hey, see, not the see, first I'm, one. I, you said Kobe uh, White the first time. I know. I was being crazy. Oh my Jesus. god. Yeah, I, I was being crazy. I just like Tyler Hero. Like still Danny crazy. He, I just like how he looked like Danny Brown. That's it. That's true. You don't even like Danny Brown. I know, but um, defense player like, of the year. Your ex arms. What? You have T-Rex arms? You're picking T-Rex arms to win with you? <laughs> he does have T-Rex arms. Oh, my God. I didn't even notice that. He does have T-Rex You got to change your pick now. <laughs> pick DeAndre Hunter if you have to. Who cares? <laughs> well, I like Hunter, too, but not for the rookie of the year. Okay. Um, what about- defensive player of the year? Um, I didn't know Bradshaw was a Bucks fan before I got on here, but I chose Giannis yes! for this. Okay. All right. Um, my, my reasoning for this is I think I – think uh, AD and Giannis will split MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. That's one fair. gets one and one gets the other. Yeah, that's that's basically what I'm kind of thinking. Okay. Yeah, I, I could actually see that happening. Too. I think I, I, I think I picked Giannis too, and that was just for the simple fact that he wants he wants a Defensive Player of the Year. I think I probably picked AD, but that's because probably. I had Gian- I don't know, but yeah, it's going to be one of those two. I think I, I agreed on Giannis. I think he just wants he wants a Defensive Player of the Year. He wanted it last year, yeah. really badly. Yeah. Yeah. It would have been and cool. He like, he was very much in contention mm-hmm, for it. So. Yeah. Do they give those? Like, do they give the dual awards anymore? Where it's like MVP and and defensive player of the year? So rare. It's so yeah, rare. I think it's very rare. It's I, rare yeah. they give like MVPs back to back now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is this is such a weird one because you can't really even yeah, not pick now. this. This is like a hard yeah. indicator, but most improved player. Um, I, I I despise this award. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I I honestly am not a fan of it either. I think like. There's so many players that improve, first of all, yeah. but like, yeah. what what are you basing it off? Like, yeah. last year it was D'Lo and Pascal, yeah. and I think yeah. both of them deserved the award, but like... Fox did, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but like, then with Fox, it's like, yeah, but you, we went from a rookie to the exactly. sophomore. Exactly, yeah, he, he, didn't just, he just got to play more, that yeah. Would be a <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> now that my rant is out of the way, I uh, I chose former Lakers legend Lonzo Ball. Nice. Okay. Um, nice. Okay. I, I, think, I think Lonzo is one of the most underrated uh and unheralded players in the league um just because his his scoring is obviously an issue but he does everything else so well and i think with the pelicans i'm i'm kind of expecting the pelicans to be like a sneaky good team yeah and they're gonna have enough hype around them because of zion that people will be paying attention and, and lonzo could have a really really great year all his off-court stuff seems to be kind of out of the way a little bit yeah um and and I think he's going to be focused on kind of proving people wrong and having a really great year. I I have no idea why I, I'm picking this guy. It was literally just going through names in my head, and I'm just deciding Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow. Justice Winslow's winning Most Improved Player of the Year. He's playing point guard this year. He would have been like it. he would have been my pick last year. Okay. Yeah, just Justice is great. I love him. And yeah. and, and uh, the point guard thing is is legit. He's yeah. a legit point guard. Yeah. So I, I, I'll go Justice Winslow because I think that'll be fun. Him playing point guard. I think he'd have a pretty good year, especially with okay. Jimmy Butler. I kind of like that. Um, my my pick is a guy who was also on the Pelicans and also a former Laker, Brandon Ingram. I was. Nice. I thought about him too. I, I went between those two, honestly, yeah. but I yeah went with Lonzo. Let's yeah. let's split the award with those two. I think both of them are going to improve <laughs> okay. in general. Yeah. Like. Honestly, I think they're going to have really, really good years, and that's going to be a reason why the Pelicans will make the playoffs. But, you know, um, <laughs> six man of the year. Let's just give it back to Lou Will. Can we just do that? 
Can we just? Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think of other people <laughs> if, because yeah. I'm petty like that, but I, I ended up putting it, giving it to. I'm Liz, gonna go so. Fred Van Vliet. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I'll go George Hill then. All right. Oh my god! No, uh, you know what? I'll go Ilyas. I'll go Ursan Ilyasova. Yeah, most charges the in the NBA. Exactly. Then. Let's go. Are the Cavs good enough for Jordan Clarkson to be off the bench? Oh, oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh man. I don't know. What I think I think it's is Jordan happen. Clarkson bad enough to come off the bench for the Cavs <laughs> at this point? Dude, oh. I did a I did a two K two K like my GM I think with the last two K two K eighteen, and I simmed one season with these new rosters and Jordan Clarkson won Most Improved Player of the Year. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> it, it is kind I'm of weird. So into it. Yeah, and they they like Cavs made the eight seed and everything. It was weird, man. It was weird. He just I had want, a renaissance. Yeah. I want all the former Lakers young players to just sweep the awards. Just to eat. Just to eat. <laughs> Larry Nance does something, wins Defensive Player of the Year somehow. Oh, my God. Don't know how that would happen. Um, NBA champs. This is this is fun because, like, I I genuinely don't know who's going to win it, guys. Like, I, I don't. I, I have no idea. But uh, who's your picks? Just random picks? Are we all trying I to mean, hold right here? Yeah, yeah it's just everybody picked their teams. Lakers, yeah, uh, Raptors. Yeah. <laughs> I, this isn't a video podcast, but if it was, I would be doing the the dude with the chain and yelling Lakers into the mic. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a homer pick. I, I and on a serious note, I think it's there's going to be more parity than ever in oh, the yeah, NBA yeah. this year, and I think there's legitimately f- four or five teams that I think have and a pretty equal chance of winning uh, the championship. I'm just gonna pick the Lakers because I think they're uh, pretty dope, and uh, <laughs> I think you know I don't I, I just don't bet against LeBron even after last year yeah. being kind of a down year I don't I don't bet against LeBron and Anthony Davis is the perfect kind of compliment to him. Right. Lakers against who in the finals? Who do you have coming from the East? Ooh, good question. Um, putting me on the spot. I'll say. <laughs> I'll say the Bucks. All right, thank you. Oh, damn. You're welcome. <laughs> I, thought he, I thought he was going to say Philly. I was really scared. I think it's between those two. I yeah. don't think anybody else really has a ch- like. Sorry, yes. there's there's good teams. Like the Raptors are still good. The Celtics are, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Pacers fine. are pretty good, but I think it's between Philly and the Bucks there. I'll I'll I'm gonna I'll go with the Bucks. You're gonna go with the I'm Bucks. gonna go with the Bucks. Right. Why not? So they beat any team in the West. Of course. Okay. All right. <laughs> Who has Giannis on their team? No one uh, on the West. <laughs> exactly. Oh, kind of the Lakers. They're yeah. just not the taller That's true. One. They have they have coasts. <laughs> they, have, they have the second best on Kumbo in the NBA. That's fair. Oh <laughs> but we have two. God. We they have two on Kumbo, So I mean, two beats one. Man, the, Wait, the pitch it, is going to be so fun. Better than Thanasis. Oh yeah, no, he definitely. Yeah, no, yeah, yes. <laughs> Thanasis is shouldn't be an NBA player. All right. If his last, Alex, if his Alex is going to be nice soon. Alex yeah, that's what I said in the NBA. Yeah. Because we don't know what Alex is yet. Yeah. Yeah. Kostas uh, is pretty good. Tanasis, if his last name was anything other than Ando Dacumbo, wouldn't be in the league. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Bucks over. I'll go Bucks over Lakers to be Bucks now. over Lakers. Yeah, there you go. You guys Ooh. get in the finals. Um, I think I'm the only person here who's not going to pick the Bucks to go to the finals. That's How not dare. even just to hate How on dare. you, Bradshaw. Yes, you are. <laughs> That's all this is. Just, like, I don't mean to, but I, I genuinely think like they're not. They didn't regress, but they're not as good as they were last season. So sorry. still going to be in the finals. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I'm going to pick the Sixers, though. I think they did a lot of cool moves. Not to win the oh, championship. Not, not to win. Not to win. No, no, no. The, <laughs> the Lakers are still going to win it, but it's going to be Lakers-Sixers. Oh, yeah. We all have the Lakers going to the finals. I, yeah. I also have like this weird um, theory that every time this random team wins the NBA finals, the NBA tries to screw it up so that an actual 
an actual team wins. An actual. Because <laughs> the Raptors are not an actual I team. I was about to say that. No, like like <laughs> like a main uh, a big city team wins because I think in uh, like in two thousand in nineteen ninety nine it was the Spurs and then right after that it was the Lakers three P. Yeah. Right. Um, oh. In, in two thousand and eight, I guess it was the Celtics. Like screw the Celtics, and then the Lakers won again. And the uh, Mavs won. Lakers are going to win three championships in a row. Exactly. Ugh. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's my that hell. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're on a podcast with two Lakers. I know. Fans, man. Put some respect on our name, all right? Hey, I, get, I put you guys in the finals, all right? Thank you. Thank you. I, I really it. want the Cl- I really want it to be the Clipper. Actually, I want it to be the Jazz, but... Oh, God. Bucks, Jazz. So, no one's watching that. Why? Nah. Why, do you wa- why would you wish that on yeah. people? Because they're fun. Um, That'd be a fun series. A total of two hundred thousand people would watch that, <laughs> and they're both from Utah and for, Wisconsin. For all seven games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Total. Oh my god. Actually, so Wisco- how- they're from Wisconsin, Utah, and then me in Toronto. That's it. <laughs> how do you feel about um, Giannis being the second best Buck to play for the Lakers? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. oh god. Ooh. Good lord. <laughs> oh, that's hurtful. Yeah, we got our championship out of Kareem. It's fine. Well, oh, Lou at the time, that's but whatever. Hilarious. It's okay. Giannis is never going to be a Laker. It won't happen. <laughs> if that happens, though, that'll be the second best buck to Laker trend. Tra- yeah, that's what, that's what he said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> without a doubt. Oh, oh man. lord! Now you got to think. Of, now you got him thinking about that. I can see it in his eyes. <sighs> it's not going to happen, though. It's, he's not going to the Lakers. I'm more concerned about the Raptors than the Lakers. Good, good. You should be. It's, it's, he's not. He would never go to the Lakers. It's a concern. He would never go. He uh, go to the Clippers before the Lakers. Any, any so did last. Kawhi. <laughs> any any last comments concerns whatever you guys want to throw out there if you want to plug yourself honey go for it but anything you guys want to drop um yeah i'll I'll just plug our site i mean you don't have to follow me on twitter i'm not that funny but our site is lakers outsiders it's at lakers outsiders on twitter we're on facebook as well um we have our own podcast that uh we try to do pretty uh regularly during the season we got a lot of great work on the site as well we're covering training camp pretty much every day and um we got our news up pretty quick and and got a lot of talented people working on the site so if you are a fan of the lakers or you just want to kind of keep up with all the news since it's going to be another crazy year in la as usual um yeah give us a give us a read and give us follows and likes and make me happy Sounds good. All right. Um, I don't. I don't think Bradshaw wants to plug anything other than his bucks. But uh. bucks and six always. Bucks and six. Come on. <laughs> Since Brandon Jennings days. Eh? Brandon Jennings days. Oh God. It was All his right. birthday this past week. Yes, it was. Shout Happy out birthday. to the goat. Happy shout out. Shout to out to the goat, Brandon Jennings. <laughs> My dude. Oh Love. man. Uh, That's all I'm plugging is Brandon Jennings' birthday. All right. Sounds good. Well, you you celebrate. But (laughs) thank you very much for everybody listening to the Shoot Your Shot podcast. As always, follow us on Instagram at the Shoot Your Shot pod. Uh, We drop episodes weekly. There is one more division preview that we're going to be doing next week. That is the Northwest Division. And then after that, we're kind of diving into the regular season and and everything we can expect. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of stuff coming on, a lot of episodes coming on for you guys as well. So definitely be sure to check it out. And as always, we will see you guys later. Thank you for joining us. Take care. Bye.